You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, I have to make this clear aligners thing more profitable in my practice. I'm not sure how to do it. Not sure where to start. Well, if you've thought that, today I have a great guest who's an awesome friend of the podcast and the Act Dental community. Allison Lucusier is going to help us see how to make clear aligners more profitable. So please listen up. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I love this because I get to hang out with rock stars who are really sharp and they get to share great information on our podcast so you guys can create a better practice and a better life. And I have a good friend returning and she is going to be helping us with how to make clear aligners profitable with Allison Lacousier. So look at that. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on getting your last name right all the time. So Allison, you've been a regular guest here. Uh, people love having you here. You're also a masterclass fan in the ACT Dental community. Thanks for coming back. I appreciate you. Oh my gosh. I appreciate you. It's always good to be here. And you absolutely nailed my last name. So well <laughs> done. <laughs> really great. All right. Well, cool, cool, cool. And you, um, if you guys don't know who Allison is, she is a major rock star influencer. She's brilliant on all things marketing and clear aligners. Allison, let's start here. I know who you are. Some of our listeners might know who you are, but give us a little bio so we know, you know, if someone's new to the podcast, who they're listening to. Yeah, I always love to say my bio in stories because I think people can relate to stories more. So I started off as a dental assistant and moved to the island of Bermuda from Canada for my very first job at 19 years old. And I transitioned into a treatment coordinator, became the office manager at 24 and became a professional coach. Um, when the pandemic hit, I started my own company which was a coaching consulting company focused on clear aligner systemization, started another company in marketing a year later. And now I spend a lot of my time speaking, traveling, podcasting, teaching dentists how to make their practice more profitable and also empower leaders in dentistry. So that is my story. That's awesome. Well, you got your work cut out for you. 
because it's awesome when you can start doing this work and you become a better leader. You can think better about your practice. And today we're going to help our listeners think better about the whole clear aligners part of their businesses and profitable. Now, I always want to ask, like, let's talk about the why. Why is this such an important subject in dentistry? Oh my gosh, that's such a good question to start it off. I would say that dentistry is continuing to change and evolve. And partially during the pandemic, I think we saw a big shift. But there's something that's happening, especially as it relates to social media, to marketing, to digital technology, where patients are getting almost an inside perspective of our practices. They get to see more. They get to understand dentistry better because we're talking about it in different ways on social media, online, YouTube, all of these places. And so first of all, our patients want clear liners because they want that beautiful smile. They can see it as an option now before they were just like, make my teeth whiter, make them nicer. Maybe it's veneers, maybe it's crowns. I don't know. But patients are knowing more now and they know that they want clear aligners, partially because the aligner companies have done such a good job making it understandable to the modern day consumer. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, comprehensive treatment planning. If we can put the teeth in the right position before we place implants, bridges, crowns, we are doing better for our patients. So I would say those are the two reasons. The third one, it can be highly profitable. Yeah. And it's so funny because even my dent, my, my friends who don't know anything about dentistry, because you know how this works. Like you go to any party and they're like, oh, you're in dentistry. Can I ask you about Invisalign? I'm like, well, I'm not really a dentist. And they're like, yeah. and it's funny that they're calling the clear aligners out by name. So I think the awareness is out there. Don't you think we, we've hit a critical point or an inflection point where patients know the names of these things and they know how important it is. So as a clinician, it's important to marry the two, don't you think? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And we don't have patients coming into our office being like, ooh, can I please get a root canal, sir? Like they are like, can I talk about whitening? Can I talk about aligners? Can I talk about making my teeth better? Like it's something that they want. And so as a general dentist, being able to offer this to them is really, really powerful. Right. Okay. So I have a million questions on the profitable part. So like get my head right on how I even start to think about this and incorporating it into my practice so that it works. Um, where, where do I even start? Yeah. So I would say the first things first, if you want to do clear liners, don't dip your toe in. Don't kind of do it here, kind of do it there. Because one, when you're kind of only a little bit almost doing it, it can be a big waste of your time. So I would say go all in know how to use the software, whatever software you decide to use, know how to use the treatment planning and implement it across your entire team so that your team knows why you're doing this. Go all in. That's the number one most important thing. The second thing is clear liners are a team-driven procedure, meaning they don't go in your productive chair. They don't need a lot of doctor time. And so if you're sitting here listening to this podcast and you're like, wait a second, my clear liners are taking up a lot of my chair time, that's a problem. Right. So get them out of your chair and into your team's chair and get your team to run the system. So I would say those are the two things like immediately will completely change the game for you if you go all in and also have your team drive this bus. Yeah. And I was going to ask you biggest mistakes, but I would, I would guess those are probably the same answers, right? On people, things that people get wrong about Invisalign, mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah, it's not understanding how to use the software or how to treatment plan the software, having a lack of confidence, but doing nothing about that lack of confidence. It's so normal when you get started with any procedure to not be super, super confident about the treatment planning, what cases you want to take on, you know, what you need to know. You have to go through that learning curve. But what I see is doctors start and they kind of get stuck like, you know, halfway through fully implementing it, they start talking about it with their patients, but then they get stuck because they don't understand how to treatment plan correctly. And then they have a ton of cases just kind of waiting in limbo. The team's like, are we doing this? Are we not? You know, should we move these forward? We don't know. And so a lot of doctors I find are kind of in that place of just lack of confidence, but not doing anything to drive their confidence in understanding how to treatment plan these cases better. Okay. I got a question for you too, because I get these questions. I'm just going to pass them along to you. I'm a GP. Allison, I want to start doing this, but I don't want to upset my orthodontist. And I still want it to be a viable part of my business. What do you say when somebody asks you that question? Oh, it's my, it's one of my favorite questions because this is in the back of all the GPs minds. Like I can't do it because I'm going to get in trouble. You're not. In fact, your orthodontist will be excited because when you start screening every single one of your patients for orthodontic treatment, you're going to refer more because you will see more malocclusion, crowding, misalignment, and you'll want to send some of the cases that you're not going to do over to your orthodontist. There's never going to be a time, I don't don't want to say that, but rarely is there a time that you're going to be doing every single case that you see in your practice. But as you start the process of screening for more patients, you will actually develop an even better relationship with your orthodontist because you'll be referring more cases to them, but doing the ones that you can do. And so I always say, be honest and open with your orthodontist. Hey, we're offering clear aligners in the practice. I may need your help on a couple of cases, but I'm still going to be referring all the cases that I'm not confident doing to you. Yeah. And orthos are orthos just want to know that you're going to do a good job. And, you know, there's there's plenty of patients to go around. 72% of the patients that we're seeing in our practice still have malocclusion. Wow. Find me a dentist that's treating 72% of their patients with clear aligners or orthodontics. Okay. It's not, it's not okay. Go back to that. You know, back before this became such a big deal, there was a lot of rhetoric around how many times ortho has to be redone in adult patient's life. I mean, teeth are always on the move. It's not a one-time thing. Can you help us think better about that long-term with patients? A hundred percent. I think that the language around retention needs to change. And I mean, we're going to have it. Patients are not compliant with their retainers. You know, they're going to be super disciplined for a couple of years and maybe drop off. We, that's not our monkey. We don't take that on. You know, we are educating them on your teeth are going to constantly move over the course of your life. We have something called mesial drift. We want to be able to protect your arch width, arch height by holding your teeth in place with a retainer. That's your job for the rest of your life to have a retainer and they still don't do it. We don't have to feel guilty about that. We've done the process. But if we're not educating our patients clearly and have a system to help them understand the importance of retention, then we have to own that. So a lot of it comes down to finishing in a stable bite and having good retention protocols. Yeah. And listen, we're going to go off the rails on this. So it's so important to look at the long tail of this. Now I'll just speak personally and transparently. I've been through ortho three times and I can't imagine a day where I wouldn't go to my orthodontic office, you know, or even my GP and have this conversation. And I've had some of the best restorative dentists in the world on this program. And some of them have said, you really should sleep in your plastic, sleep with plastic in your mouth 
throughout your entire life only because, I mean, here, here we go. People are going to live longer, managing the forces, all of these things. So it's not like a one-time deal. It's kind of like the long tail of it. And the straighter, the more people that buy into this, the more that they want from the GP ultimately um, long-term, don't you think? Yes, 100%. And like you will listen to a hundred different clear aligner experts, orthodontic experts, and they're all going to have a different opinion on retention. And I would say just find what really works for you. What do you believe in? What is your philosophy? Personally, I still wear a retainer every night. I've been in ortho twice. (laughs) Like I grind and clench my teeth at night. I don't want to grind and clench my own teeth. And I think it's going to be really patient dependent, but also find your philosophy or your mentor and what you believe in and stick to that. It's that's the most important thing. Yeah. And so we're talking about profitability. Let's talk about money. And um, there's two sides of the spectrum or we've got an entire spectrum here. You've got dentists that are going to be listening to this that are 100% PPO. And then you've got some dentists that are less PPO or even fee for service. And you can already hear, Allison, do you understand? My practice is 100% PPO. How do I start charging for this? How do I discuss financials with this so that it is profitable long-term? Any thoughts? I think we have to remember that our patients are going to pay for what they want. Like we, we can't take responsibility for deciding already that our patients are not going to want something or not going to believe in it or not going to understand it. And so we just have to do what we do best, which is treatment plan and educate and offer a reasonable and, you know, flexible payment option for our patients. And so I always one of the biggest mistakes that I see practices make is the assumption that their patients are not going to want it or pay for it. That's too expensive. You don't know my patients. You don't understand. They will never pay for this. Many of them won't. Many of them will. It's our job to educate our patients on the consequences, the risks, the, you know, the factors over time. If we leave your teeth like this, what's going to happen? If we move your teeth into the right position, what's going to happen? And that's, that's our job. And so it's not our job to assume what our patients are going to pay, how much they rely on their insurance or not. Like we have to let that go and just do dentistry and do the things that we can do best, which is treatment planning, comprehensive treatment planning and education. Yeah. Go back to the financial piece because what you said is so true. Um, the third time, and again, I'm like burying my soul on this whole orthodox. The third time I went through ortho, I was, I, I knew I was going to have to do it. But like, as soon as the clinical conversation ended, I sat down with the treatment coordinator and she's like, all right, let's get you rolling. Let's get you here. So here, I didn't even have a chance to say I'm going to, I felt so comfortable and it was so clear. It was so easy to sign on the dotted line. I knew I was probably going to do it anyway, but like the confidence of the person discussing the money. Talk about the importance of that when it comes to clear aligners. Oh my gosh. It is like make or break when it comes to the success of clear aligners in your practice. And what many practices do is they, they, they take it on as if they are the ones that are deciding if the patient is going to choose to do this or not. Assume they're going to start. Assume they will start. Assume that they find this valuable and important. And when I ask people, why do you think patients say no? They're like money. I'm like, "Mm, that's a part of it for sure. But the other two factors are trust in you and your entire practice and value. Do they value what you just gave to them? There's a reason why you said yes. And so when we can attach the money to the value, that's when patients will be like, okay, I totally understand. I'm going to do this. And so when we have 
a lot of payment options or it's not very clear to the patient what the payment options are, that's a problem. And so we have to go through the process of having them trust us, having them value what we're presenting to them, and then make it easy for them to pay for it. And so as a millennial, you can assume that I'm in love with subscription models. That's how I've grown up. It's what I know to be true. I'm going to pay for anything that I want in a monthly payment plan. And the same is true for your clear liners and any big case in your practice. As long as you can break it down and make it reasonable for a patient, they will say yes if they trust you and if they value what you're presenting to them. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Another thing that I find, and this is what you're so good at, Allison, is the marketing part of it. A lot of times patients don't even know you offer it at all. Like not even, it's not even on the radar for patients. You're like, oh, I'm a provider. And they're like, they didn't even know. How do I get over that hurdle? Oh my gosh. It's, it's so heartbreaking. And when I'm in front of a bigger audience and I ask like who here in their practice has had a patient walk in with ortho from not your practice, most of the people put their hand up. So don't feel bad, but let's not have that happen again. And so we have to, again, our relationship with the patient starts online. And more and more than ever, our patients are looking into us, they're researching us, they're trying to see who we are, how they can help us. And so we must have it on our website. We must have it on our social media. And not just one time, many times. Again, marketing is not doing something different every day. It's saying the same thing in different ways. And so don't be afraid to be repetitive. Make sure it's in your waiting room. Make sure that it's in the operatory. Be so obvious with the fact that you do clear liners. You're not being pushy. You're not being salesy. You're just showing them that it's an option in your practice. Yeah. And so just even the scanning piece of it is getting comfortable with that. And uh, I won't tell you who said this, but there's an orthodontist who he's a great salesman. He's like, listen, GPs get so cheap about like getting a scanner. He's like, I want one in every room. Heck, I back when they had the wheels and the extra battery, he's like, I'll have one of my team members push it to the parking lot. And if a mom's waiting in the parking lot, we're going to scan her teeth while she's waiting in the car. I'm like, really? He's like, no, I mean, I wouldn't do that. But like, I want to show his point was this. I want to show everybody the possibility it has. You don't have to buy it, but I just want to show you what's possible. Would you agree with that? Oh my gosh. I mean, digital technology is changing dentistry. It's changing for our patients what they they know could be true for them and seeing is believing. So if you have a digital scanner and you feel like maybe you're not utilizing it enough or if you don't have a digital scanner, when I was in clinic, it was the one tool that completely changed the game for our practice. Right. We started scanning every single new patient and literally we would just be like, look, what do you see? Let's look at this. And it just creates this buy-in that I've never seen before with patients being like, oh my gosh, that's my teeth. That's what it could look like. Holy smokes. And not to mention like, especially the millennial population, which is the largest cohort of purchasers and decision makers the world has ever seen coming into your practice. They're constantly looking at themselves on the camera. So if you can show them like a filter almost of this is what your teeth could look like using the digital software on your scanner, you're 10 steps ahead and helping them really understand what could be possible for them. I love it. I love it. And Allison, what do you say to somebody who says this? I've been using Invisalign for a long time or clear aligners, and I just can't make it profitable. What are some of the biggest, you know, errors do you see them making when that, that equation is true for them? What, I mean, where would I start on that? Yeah, it would be likely 
spending way too much time on the ClinCheck planning software. Like you got to automate that. You got to make it faster. There are systems you can learn from any number of experts, Moles Coaching, Galler, Christina Blocker, like all of these people that are teaching the ClinCheck efficiency, number one, get super efficient with that. And guess what? You get to do the same thing again and again with every single case. There are ways to make it super, super simple and streamlined. The second thing is you are spending too much time in your clinic you personally as a dentist on the case. You must have your team be an ortho assistant for you. So they're doing the scanning, they're doing the treatment, like the treatment um, case presentation, they're doing the aligner checks, they're doing the bonding and the debonding. Like this is not a doctor procedure. And it's the one procedure that we can add to our practice that actually won't take up more time. Right. So those are the other the other reasons. And then I would say just like inefficiency in in the systems. Like with clear aligners, everyone needs to know who is doing what, when, and how more than a lot of other procedures because it can touch a lot of hands. And so you have to be very, very systemized with it. And then also just look at your pricing. You know, we know what the lab bill is. We know the average cost of chair time. We know like what our marketing budget is. Like run a PL just on your clear aligners and see like how much is this actually costing me? What do I need to charge? What is my average, you know, profit per case? And it'll give you a good idea when you're running promotions or you're doing more, what that actually looks like. Yeah, we found that to be absolutely true. All you have to do is break it out and let the dentist take a look at it and go, well, I should probably charge more for that. I'm like, yes, yeah. you should. And uh, exactly. the other thing is that they overfunction because they think no one else can do this except them. And that's, it. it you, you've already mentioned that. That's a challenge in itself. And um, team members, once they get a hold of this, they understand it. They can actually do a really, really great job for you, can't they, in, in your practice? It's honestly, it's the key to making right. it profitable. If you if you are doing all of it, the bonding, the debonding, like it, it won't be profitable because you're spending hours of profitable chair time doing this work. You don't have to. And so as a previous ortho assistant treatment coordinator, I ran an ortho chair two days a week in my practice and it was so efficient. It was so streamlined and personally I loved it. And so this is something I hear a lot of doctors say, like, I don't want to put more on my team, like this climate for finding employees. Like, I don't want to like hurt my team by giving them more responsibility. But the cool thing about clear aligners is that it allows your dental assistants to have autonomy, to be able to build relationships with patients. They actually enjoy the process and it gets to be something that you you implement with your entire team that you can celebrate, that you can set goals for, because again, it touches every single one of your team members. And so just know like delegating this to your team does not feel heavy if you do it the right way. And they can actually really love being a part of this system. Absolutely. And nothing better than seeing a team member wearing Invisalign too. So don't, that just, you know, you got to figure this out in your own practice, but if your team members want it, make sure you create it for them because they become great salespeople for the whole process, don't you think? A hundred percent. Get every single one of your team members in aligners. I got aligners for my entire team and then everyone was out of aligners. And I was like, okay, we need somebody wearing something in the practice. Right. So we rotate wearing our retainers to work because we wanted to show patients. And the the comments always like, oh my gosh, I can't even see it. So you want to have that, you know, true testimonial in practice in real time at all times. Yeah. You have a boot camp, and I want to talk about that in just a minute because sometimes this just feels overwhelming, but I'll just tell you as a listener, if you can get this going, you're going to go, wow, this really helped my patients. And it's it's a wonderful fit for your practice if you're a restorative dentist. 
Um, I, I do want to ask you, you know, cause you're privy to a lot of conversations. You get to travel, you get to be part of all the, what, it's anyone's guess, but what's the future look like for, yeah. you know, what, what are people talking about? What do we, what do we expect to see a year from now or two years from now in the clear aligner space? Anything? I, I think it's just going to continue to grow. And I think one of the things that really motivates me about this is just our ability to set up our cases better. So if we're placing an implant, if we're placing anything permanent in a patient's mouth, the question we ask ourselves is, could we put the teeth in a better position first? And the, the reality is with more information that our patients are getting, they can dive deeper into understanding more about dentistry. They're going to expect more from you. Yeah. And so if you don't have a digital scanner, if you're not offering clear liners, you may be left behind. And, it, you know, I don't say that because I know that's true, but I can see this trend where beautiful straight white teeth is the norm. You know, people want that. It's very, you know, it's all over social media. It's what people want. And so our patients want to stay in the practice that they, they love our dentists. Like they want to stay with you. And so let that be an option for them so that they don't have to go somewhere else. They don't have to buy something online. You know, it's, it's going to become more commonplace. And, and I think it's just going to become an integral part of patient care. Yeah. I love it. So anything that I left out or any last thoughts you have, Allison, on how to make clear aligners profitable before we talk about your boot camp that you have, um, anything I left out? I mean, I would just offer some words of encouragement. If you know, this feels daunting for you to add this entire procedure. I know a lot of times general dentists say like, you know, we didn't get enough or so in school for me to be confident about this. There are so many opportunities for education online. You know, you can figure this out very, very quickly and easily, and it can be a really, really beautiful part of your practice. So I encourage you to make a plan and just execute it as it relates to offering this to your patients. That's awesome. Now, I know people that are listening are going to want to find out more about you. You do more than just the boot camp. You're a speaker. You do a lot of really cool stuff. You actually handle people's. I want you to tell people that are listening, what exactly do you do? And then if I want to take your boot camp, where do I go? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a full service marketing agency for social media, which we've run aligner campaigns. You know, we've helped a lot of practices get more new patients in the door that are specifically interested in clear aligners. Um, but outside of that, like getting patients in, we help systemize everything. So I spent a decade in practice running a very profitable ortho system in a general practice. And I've spent the last five years teaching other practices how to do this. And so my bootcamp is essentially meant to help you systemize, train, automate your team. So getting it off the doctor's shoulders and into the team's hands with all the training that you need to be really, really confident with your clear liner processes. And so every single week you have a live coaching call with me where I'm teaching a new skill, whether it be conversational intelligence, sales training, whether it's scanning, bonding, the materials you need, everything that you need to know to have a very profitable systemized clear liner system is in the six month bootcamp. And so I would love to have you guys join me. This will, you'll learn so much along the way. Um, and my goal is that you can double your clear liner cases within the time frame that you're doing this. And if you follow the systems, you will have a really, really good possibility of doing that. So a lot of the clients that I work with, they will go from, you know, silver to gold, gold to platinum, and be able to go up the ladder in how many cases that they're doing. And it really is just a system. So that's my boot camp, And I'm, I'm super excited to have these doctors join me in it. Yeah. So if I'm listening, where do I go to find out about your boot camp? 
So you will go to domoreclearalignercases.com. Okay. Awesome. And then we're also going to put this down in the show notes. So if you're not taking notes, don't worry. We're taking notes for you. So you can flip up to the show notes, whether it be in Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. You'll see a link to all of what Allison does and her boot camp. And I'm going to highly encourage you to check it out. She really knows what she's talking about. So Allison, as always, I love having you on the show. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I love it. Stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. Hey, if you enjoy today, just do us a favor, hit the share button, share this with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions for things you guys want to see. We'll keep lining them up and we'll keep giving you great information so you guys can create a better practice and a better life. So until we see you guys or we hear from you again, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.